Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mind Split Cafe. As you can tell, we have a familiar face here, Miss Murph, and one of her colleagues, Miss Kim. So on this episode, as we mentioned in our, our previous episode, we're going to be doing a round table type style. Um, so I wanted to introduce our guests, and I will let them take it away. Jess? Uh, hi, so I'm Jessica Murph. You can call me Jess. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist supervisor uh, working in private practice uh, in the state of Texas. And my private practice is Beyond Boundaries Counseling, RGB. And you are the absolute best. I've just got to, I got to say that. And I love your new logo, girl. Like, it's amazing. So <laughs> Shameless. Miss <laughs> uh, Kim, your turn. Hi, I'm Kim Nguyenfin, and I'm assistant professor of rehabilitation counseling and expressive. I'm the coordinator for expressive arts counseling at UTRGV. I'm also the supervising consultant counselor for UTRGV's Office for Advocacy and Violence Prevention, and I am in private practice as a psychotherapist. I see you, Ms. Kim. V's up. Woohoo! <laughs> and a badass <laughs> therapist. Thank you. <laughs> So are you. We've got a couple people from Pan Am on here now, or UTRGV. Yeah, yeah, it's the best <laughs> university, it's the absolute best university. So, like Chris mentioned, we're we're kind of doing something different. We're going to try and do this once a month, kind of like a roundtable. Um, we got submitted a bunch of questions through viewers or engagement, and we we thought that we would kind of bring. Um, different points of view possibly to the same episode, right? And so, you know, I just want to kind of give you an idea for the listeners. Once a month, we're going to have this roundtable type of, you know, buffet of views and, you know, just ideas uh, for you to kind of consume. So this is the first one. I'm excited. I'm excited. And, and Murph, thank you so much. You were our first guest, and it's only fitting that you're on the – first round table as well so you were an absolute gem and she got all the other clinicians on here to to jump in and join us oh yeah <laughs> cream of the crop right here you guys so yeah chris <laughs> let's let's fire away at some of these interview questions and 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 let's see what miss kim and, and murph have to say first i wanted to do something one thing before we get started and i wanted to ask and, and we're, we're gonna play the music so miss kim Oh, what is your guilty pleasure music that you listen to with your headphones on so no one else hears? Or alone in my car so nobody sees me unless I'm at a stop sign. I, I'm i really a metalhead and a punk rocker, so this is very painful for me to admit. I, I, um, I jam out on Karma by Taylor Swift. I'm not a Swifty. Please don't think okay. that I am, but I do jam out on that, even though I hate this song because... She clearly, Taylor does not know what karma actually means. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe we can get her on the episode next well, and we can teach her what that means. Well, we definitely I'll don't want to. Yeah, we definitely don't want to insult any of the Swifties. We're just trying oh to get gosh. this podcast off the ground. So, oh yeah. Well, they will... Are they going to get mad at me? Oh, my God. I'm no, gonna they're not going to. I'm going to like it because we're going to play a quick couple seconds of the song. We're going to play a couple seconds. It, it's if I to look down. 
everyone you burn just to get there. It's coming back. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I would have never guessed it. I would have never guessed it, Miss Kim. Never guessed yeah, it. So, so, Murph, what is your guilty pleasure as far as listening to music when you're trying to de-stress or just kind of, you know, decompress? <laughs> So I'm not I'm not uh, embarrassed of, of any of the other music I listen to. I'm also a metalhead. I also like Cardi B and a bunch of other shit. <laughs> but when I'm making popcorn <laughs> in my house by myself, I listen to uh, circus carnival music. That's so bizarre. You listen to circus music? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is going to be great. This is okay. This is this is really interesting. I never would have gathered you for a Barnum and Bailey fan. I get it. I totally get it. You know, the popcorn does it. Does it take you back? Yeah. It takes you back to a time where you were kind of like carnival, like circus, like that's really cool. How can you not be happy listening to? No, no, it gives me flashbacks of clowns. I I smell elephant shit as we speak. Like it's just... <laughs> oh, <no>. clowns. <laughs> well, thank you for participating in that. I know it's kind of like a little ice break that you get on your first day. Hey, of work hey, hey, hey! I got one. I got one. Oh, you didn't yeah, ask I'm me. Sorry. Yeah, mine is, and this is probably the my favorite song of all time like it doesn't matter it's called bizarre love triangle <gasps> by new order that is yeah. my song like why would you why would that be a guilty wait, pleasure you're not embarrassed that's not a guilty pleasure awesome no it's a guilty pleasure because i dance to it no matter where i'm at you've never seen me dance i got no <laughs> rhythm so it's it's a guilty pleasure but it puts me in a good mood like it i could have the worst day and then i put it on my spotify or whatever in my office and i'm like boom i'm i feel like i'm at club x back in 98 like it's <laughs> you know it's one of those things uh, so we'll you just aged yourself <laughs> yeah we'll and let you slide on this one but next time we're gonna need one that's like you jamming out to taylor swift or beyonce or something. i listen to i listen to taylor swift yes the one by taylor swift is probably the 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 song that is like okay i listen to that it's it's pretty good she's a great songwriter well let me play this one for you for the listeners bizarre love track to be a happy song it is danceable like it is it is it is good it is i love it i love it so let's get into the let's no, get I, got one now. I got one and this okay. one you're really gonna laugh at it is bring it all to me by black and jc from nsync Okay. You win. Yeah, you win. And the winner is Chris. I would have never guessed that. 
yeah, you understood the assignment. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I appreciate you guys uh, getting involved with that. that was I would have never guessed it. Oh, man. r and is my jam. People ask me who <laughs> broke my heart. Tony Braxton? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Like I said, thank you for participating <laughs> in that. That was great. Now all the listeners know my soft spot and everyone else's. Uh, so let's get started. And everyone knows I'm a weirdo and Kim is afraid <laughs> of clowns. Yes, yeah, that's a good thing. It's fun. We know more about you guys. <laughs> You've no idea. Actually. <laughs> all right. So our first question or our first topic for this round table is going to be coming from a listener. Um, He's uh, an avid listener. He's always uh, posting on it or always giving us thumbs up on it. So thank you for that. Now, this topic is going to be intrusive thoughts. I know that's very broad and there's a lot, can go, lot to do with that, but I'll give you some context. He has intrusive thoughts all the time and they always affect his mentality, his, his thought, his mood. And it's always a negative effect. So, for instance, with his partner, he may think that his partner's cheating on him because he hasn't texted him back. Or even a friend hasn't texted him back, so he thinks that person is mad at him. And then he'll sit, sit there and continue to think other things, and it'll just snowball from that, from a friend not wanting to talk to him to being fired from work. Like, it just it just goes all day after that. So... Like catastrophizing. So what he's describing is catastrophizing thoughts that he's thinking of the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, yeah. That he's obsessing over. Okay. That's certainly disturbing. Yeah. So what do you what do you suggest? Have you seen this within your realm of clinic when you've done when you've held clinic? Do you see this? Um, What do you do, and and how do you treat this? I guess, for lack of better words, treat a lot of questions Jess would you like to go first yeah so um I tend to take the approach of uh well I mean it just depends like first we talk about knowing that it is an intrusive thought and I say things like intrusive thoughts are like the vandals of our brain because they come into our mind without our permission just to like steal all of our shit and ruin our peace and you know it's just It's horrible. So like first identify it as an intrusive thought. Mm -hmm. And then you can go about it a a lot of different ways. You can, you can say things like, Hmm, what an interesting thing my brain is doing just then. Cause the last thing you ever want to do to an intrusive thought is give it any of your time. The more you think about it, the bigger it becomes, the more you try to push it away and not think about it, the bigger it and angrier it becomes. So sometimes it's helpful just to say like, brain, you are so weird (laughs) and just kind of go from there. What about you, Kim? Oh, I totally agree with you. Absolutely. And, you know, in terms of the cause, because you asked the cause as well. It depends. For a number of people, there could be different reasons why. For some people, they might have them um, perhaps due to, you know, really low self-concept or they have a history of bad things happening to them. So they come to expect it. There may or may not necessarily be some sort of like mental disorder or disability attached to it. Um, But 
essentially what Jesse were describing is absolutely what I would be doing as well for a number of people. Of course, just like what you said, it's not a one size fits all thing. Um, usually we try to identify it as for what it is. I also will talk with them about, you know, what kind of proof did you have that, you know, your, your boyfriend was cheating on you? Like mm. what would give you the idea that that would be absolutely true? And um, taking into account, does, does this thought that they didn't return your call in five minutes, does it take into account the whole picture? What other possibilities might there be? Even mm -hmm. if it's a ridiculous possibility, like aliens abducted them for a period of time and they lost track of time, that might seem, actually, that's not so ridiculous, is it anymore? But it might seem ridiculous <laughs> that you, if the, the whole point is to sow some doubt into these intrusive thoughts mm -hmm. because then you're less likely to believe it so it's not about turning it off with the light switch right away it's about sowing some doubt into alternate thoughts so you mm -hmm. believe the intrusive thoughts less so over time you start rewiring your brain to catastrophize less yeah that that makes sense so it, essentially you should identify it know that it's intrusive and then try to poke holes in the concept of that intrusive thought yeah the problem is is like with intrusive thoughts oftentimes they are so believable they feel right. real so we've got to try to use some logic to to break it up hmm. that's some awesome answers and i am sure he will definitely uh, get some use from that and others too. Cause I, I mean, I get intrusive thoughts myself all the time and I'm pretty sure it's just human nature to have intrusive thoughts. Yeah. I, um, I will add though. I mean, you know, for any one of us, if we have a number of things happening to us, it's really easy to believe some of these things. If you've been cheated on repeatedly, if you've been um, abused before repeatedly, if you've been bullied repeatedly or told that you were less than, or you don't deserve a satisfying relationship or love why wouldn't you believe it mm -hmm. yeah. absolutely yeah. so i have a second part to this question and it, it is coming from him um can this issue or event stem from substance abuse there was a substance abuse for about seven to ten years i believe is what he said i think it was more like eight years mm -hmm. um, and it was an upper so I don't know if that has any effect on it, but can you guys expand on that and, and maybe explain why it could be stemming from substance abuse or why it wouldn't? It sounds like he's trying to ask whether or not the substance um, altered his brain in some well, ways. So he's thinking yeah. in different yeah. ways. Yeah, altered the, the chemical or, or the physical structure of it to lead him to have intrusive thoughts all the time, I think is where he's leading to. Hmm. Some, sometimes with substance use, the depending on what it is, we might see some heightened anxieties or maybe paranoia, but I think it's probably without knowing much more having an interview, it's probably much more likely there may be something else that had occurred around that time period that also led to the substance use. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's the cause of the cause that yeah. gave you the effect, right? So, and I, I would say even you know probably the substance use may have been a way of not feeling okay. its feelings. Yeah, a really 
negative coping mechanism. And a lot of times when people, um, you know, um, stop using substance, all of a sudden, you know, they're left with feeling their feelings and they're left to like do all of these things that maybe they never really learned how to do because their mm -hmm. fallback was always the substance. And so, yeah, I would definitely say getting some, some help to process all of that is a good idea. Yeah, I agree with that as well. I mean, I, like I said, I have intrusive thoughts all the time. Um, I'm able to stop and realize that they're intrusive and I try not to let them affect my day, but sometimes they do. I think it's just human nature to let thoughts affect your day. Um, but I wanted to, Kim, you said that, uh, that it sounds like paranoia. So oh, no, I, I didn't say it sounded like paranoia. What I meant was, is that some, um, we might have thought that's perhaps some drugs that have been abused may lead to like in long-term effects, heightened anxiety or what may appear to be paranoia. Not that that would be the case with him. Okay. Yeah. That's no, I just wanted to, to clarify that because I kind of feel like intrusive thoughts is paranoia. I mean, not maybe not like clinically diagnosed paranoia, but I mean, intrusive thought is paranoid about something negative happening, right? Either something well, happening perhaps or anxiety about just maybe yourself, low, I, I don't, Jessica, I'm sorry. Yeah, let me give you a, a, a less harmful version of intrusive thoughts. I'll use myself as an example. So I'm out walking with my dogs and it's a beautiful day. And, you know, I, I'm a therapist who has a therapist too, right? And so I, I've learned skills myself from, you know, going to therapy. Um, so I have nothing going on that I should be worried about in that moment. But while I'm walking with my dogs, enjoying this beautiful day, it's not 100 degrees outside. All of a sudden, I start getting all of these intrusive thoughts about, um, Oh my gosh, what if what if a car is is driving, you know, way too fast? That that could be okay, right? Like, okay, I'm I'm on alert. I'm trying to protect myself and my dogs. So mm -hmm. heard. And then I have another intrusive thought about um, oh my gosh, what if someone's dog, you know, comes running up and I have to okay, valid. Okay, all right, now I'm activated. Now I'm heightened. Now I'm sensitive. And now I start getting intrusive thoughts about a client that I saw a year ago, about a friend that I never returned a phone call for. And so now I'm in a full-blown like intrusive yeah. thoughts spiral. So yeah, so that can happen too. You become activated and then it kind of opens up the floodgates for all of those intrusive thoughts. So I go, all right, stop. My my dogs are like wanting to walk, but I'm like, no, we need to stop. And I do my breathing and I have another like quirky thing that I do. I give my intrusive thoughts a name. I have named them Felicia. <laughs> and I Bye, tell Felicia. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> this okay. is not the time for you. I am trying to enjoy this. You are stealing my peas. You need to go. Felicia. And that works for me because I practice it a lot. I do it often and I've well, rewired my brain like Kim said. Well, speaking of yeah. stopping, I think this deserves a two-part episode. And I think we should table it right now and then come back next week and we'll invite two more guests and you guys can stay 
And I think we should continue to talk about this topic. And next episode, we'll bring in two more guests or colleagues and talk about it for next week. What do you think? That's awesome. Yeah, let's do it. it. All right. So, guys, we're running out of time today. Thanks for watching Mind Split Cafe. And tune in next Wednesday where we're going to have Dr. Kim, Dr. Murph, and two more colleagues join the show for this round table of just awesomeness. Pure knowledge. Your pure awesome knowledge. Pure knowledge. All right. Tune in next week, guys. Take care. Thank you. Like we weren't supposed to come up with something this clean. <laughs> like something happened.